Hi, my name is Erin. Welcome to our weekly Maison Mission broadcast. This is episode six. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, Maison Mission is an inclusive faith community. The word Maison comes from a Greek word that means greater. The Maison Mission is about finding greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. You can find out more about Maison Mission in the description of this program. Will you join me in a short prayer? God, thank you so much for today, for a new day, a fresh start, for loving us, for being patient and kind with us. Thank you for being there and calming our fears, um, holding us when we need it, and for encouraging us, Lord. We love you, and we trust you, and we choose you today. In Jesus' name, amen. I was wrapping up at my day job over at the University of Florida, and I was walking down University Ave to catch my bus when I heard this loud voice echoing through the canyons of buildings. And it sounded like preaching. I grew up in church, so I know the difference between talking, announcing, and preaching. This was definitely preaching. And as it was getting louder as I walked down the street, I finally spotted the man standing on a corner with a PA system reciting Bible verses. He was definitely using that preacher voice, the yelling one, And he was reciting one of my favorite verses, Psalm 23. This is probably one of the most beautiful and comforting passages in the Psalms, and it's one that I go to when I'm feeling anxious or overwhelmed. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He prepares a table for me. It's such a beautiful piece of scripture, and it usually brings me a lot of peace, but yet the tone of this man's voice is literally giving me anxiety. He's yelling out at people as they walk by. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I'm just shaking my head. And then it gets worse. The man starts calling out, Repent, sinners, repent. The wages of sin is death. And he's telling everyone that if they don't repent, that they're all enemies of God. I'm frustrated. I look around to see if anyone is paying attention to this man, who could be heard clearly for at least a full city block in each direction. And it looked like most people were ignoring him. I pretended to ignore him, but inside my mind was racing. Why are you doing this? What good is this doing? These people need to know how much God loves them and that God is for them. And instead, they're just being pushed further away. You know, it got me thinking how this scripture, Psalm 23, a a psalm that, that many have turned to for comfort, was being turned into something so uncomfortable. Words that were intended for peace are being weaponized for a divisive battle between us and them. Those on God's side, those who are enemies of God, those who God is for and those who God is against. You know, with, the, with a simple change in tone, the words of God are turned instantly from something I knew as helpful and comforting into something aggressive and potentially hurtful. You know, this sets the stage for the next few weeks as we talk about the words of God. What are they? What is the Bible? Is it really true? Or better yet, is it really good? And how does Jesus fit into it all? You know, here at Maison Mission, we want to approach all of the topics we talk about humbly and with open hands. 
we recognize that we do not have it all figured out and that we're on a journey with God of discovery. As new revelations come, our understandings change. What we understood about God and the Bible 10 years ago may not be the same as what we understand now. And hopefully in 10 years from now, it'll be even different than what we think now. And I love that. I love that we don't experience God in a vacuum and that the scriptures aren't just a flat page with black and white letters on it. It's a journeyed faith. Our experience of God and what he has to say to us is dynamic and evolving. So before we dive in, we want to let you know that these ideas that we present here aren't our final words, but instead the beginnings of a conversation that we want to invite you into with us. Also, realize that we're never going to fit all of the thoughts that we have about Jesus and the Bible into one clean, nice package of a five-week series. I think we're going to be back here exploring these ideas often. So what is the Bible? Well, it's a lot of things, but in its simplest form, it's a collection of books, an anthology of writings in mostly Hebrew and Greek that document the journey through history of different people and groups of people as they discover who God is. Some of it is poetry written in allegory and symbolism. Some of it is historical, telling specific details about family genealogies and how groups of people moved across their lands. Some of it is letters of encouragement and guidance to groups of people trying to figure out how to follow God. But all of it tells the story of how God continually makes a way for humanity to be who they always were, image bearers of God, made for community and connection with Him and each other. We also know that the things that Jesus was teaching and the contents of the letters of the New Testament were pretty radical. Radical enough that the religious and governing authorities of the time put Jesus to death and outlawed His followers and teachings for 300 years. Why? What's so threatening about Jesus and his followers? What's even more fascinating is that Christianity experienced a massive expansion throughout what was then the Roman Empire for the first three centuries. This grassroots movement, rooted in love for God and neighbor, was growing so quickly and with such a threat to the Romans that they literally couldn't kill the Christians fast enough. You see, Christians were claiming a new king, Jesus. And they were claiming to be citizens of his kingdom. The Roman Caesars didn't like the idea of another king and kingdom being greater than their own. They demanded total loyalty to their rule. The death tolls increased as many of the early Christians were martyred for their declarations of citizenry in the kingdom of God proclaimed. However, no matter how hard the Romans tried to silence the Christians, they wouldn't go away. Their numbers just grew like a wildfire through the land. You know, there's an old adage that says, if you can't beat them, join them. For better and for worse, in the early 300s AD, the Roman Empire embraced Christianity as the national religion. And at that point, there's a bunch of big meetings held by the early church leaders, and they piece together what we now know as the Bible. Over the centuries, the Bible has had many forms and translations. To date, it is still the most translated book, with 704 languages recorded. You know, I saw a thing recently where they're working on translating the Bible into Klingon. Klingon, a fictional language from Star Trek. There are people working to translate the Bible into a fictional alien dialect. How crazy is that? 
You know, billions of people have read or heard the writings in the Bible. We use them at weddings, funerals, sporting events. We also turn to the scriptures for comfort and peace when we are facing difficulties. You know, the Psalms of the Old Testament are some of the most beautiful and yet lamenting passages in all of literature. The crying out, the anguish, the resolve. It's all there in rawest form. It's so good. We also find hope in the story of Jesus. The Gospels literally mean good news. This idea that the God of the universe would step into our world, become human, walk a human life, teach us how to love God and each other better, to be killed for it, and then for him to rise from death and continue to teach and encourage people before ascending up into heaven, that's better than most Marvel superhero movie plots. And as crazy as it sounds, all Christians believe the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus to be true. But we also know that throughout history, the Bible has been used to justify a lot of really bad things. Governments and empires have used these words to manipulate the people and keep people oppressed. Crusades and holy wars have been waged between groups of people because of the misinterpretations of its pages. The poor have been made poorer. The oppressed have been oppressed more. Instead of hope, there are those who have chosen to use the Bible to bring only shame and death. There was a movie that came out about 10 years ago called The Book of Eli. It's R-rated, so don't sit down and watch it with your kids. Um, but the movie is set in this post-apocalyptic kind of Mad Max type future. And it's about this guy Eli, played by Denzel Washington, and he's trying to safely transport the last known Bible to safety. It's an awesome movie. I highly recommend it. It's got some great plot twists. The cinematography is really artsy. And the action scenes are just brutal and awesome. Um, but in the story, Eli comes across this town in his journey. And the leader of the town is this guy named Carnegie. And he's just selfish and evil and oppressive. He wants to control the people by hoarding their resources and keeping everyone under his thumb, by rewarding them for doing his dirty work. You know, typical bad guy. A lot of people in this future are weak and desperate, and Carnegie is the master of manipulation. He gives the people order and purpose in the middle of a chaotic world. When Carnegie discovers that Eli has a Bible in his possession, Carnegie becomes obsessed with acquiring it. And there's this moment when Eli is escaping and one of Carnegie's henchmen questions his obsession and he says, all of this just for a book? And listen to what Carnegie says here. It's, it's frightening and, and I've edited out the strong language, but he grabs the guy by the neck and he says this. He says, it's not a book. It's a weapon. A weapon aimed right at the hearts and minds of the weak and the desperate. It will give us control of them. If we want to rule more than one small town, we have to have it. People will come from all over. They'll do exactly what I tell them if the words are from the book. It's happened before and it'll happen again. All we need is that book. Hmm. You see, throughout history, the words of God are used by those in positions of authority to scare, intimidate, and hurt the very people that I believe Jesus came to set free. I want to speak to those of you out there who have been spiritually assaulted and abused by people who have inappropriately used the Bible as a weapon in this way. I am so, so sorry. I'm sorry that there are pastors, church leaders, youth leaders, 
and others in authority who have used the Bible to scare you and emotionally manipulate you into decisions or lifestyles that you either weren't ready for or never wanted. I'm sorry that leaders in authority have used these words to oppress the voice and leadership of women in the church. I'm sorry that whitewashed evangelicalism has used the Bible to justify slavery, segregation, and racist pursuits and policies. I'm sorry for those of you who have experienced sexual harassment and abuse by people in the church. I'm sorry that, especially recently, the Bible has been used to excuse the inexcusable behaviors of our leaders in order to gain political power. And I want to be very clear on this one. I am so, so very sorry that the Bible has been used to shame, remove, and exclude gay, lesbian, transgender, and people of many other sexual orientations from the fellowship. On behalf of the Church Universal and Maison, I repent. Repent means to turn, to change directions, to recognize God and move towards Him. The Church has made a lot of mistakes, especially recently. We need to acknowledge these mistakes. We need to own responsibility for them in order for the future of the church to change. You know, Maison mission is a repentant move towards this change. It doesn't have to continue this way. We can move towards something greater. I want to ask you that over the next few weeks, as we look at the words of God, that you would maybe give the Bible another chance. It doesn't have to be a book of doom and gloom. It can be a book of hope. It can be a love story between a God who created humanity in his image and the created beloveds who desire to see and know their creator. We can look beyond the awful past actions and actors and open our minds and hearts to the love, hope, and beauty contained on the Bible's pages. I believe that God wants to speak some really powerful truths to us over these next few weeks. Let's pray. God, we repent. We turn away from the things that we've done, the inappropriate ways that we've used your word, and we recognize you. We see you, and we we, we move in your direction. Lord, we're so sorry for the ways that we have taken your words, and we have used them and manipulated them to build our own empires, instead of recognizing and moving towards your kingdom. Lord, help us to see you as the good king, that good king that so many of those those early believers gave their life for because you were that good. Lord, that the news was so good that people couldn't not tell other people about it, even if it cost them their life. Lord, help us to understand your heart through the pages in the Bible. Lord, help repaint the pictures that we have in our minds of you, who you are and what you've done. And Lord, help us to just fall in love with you and your word again. Lord, we're so thankful for the things that you're doing in our midst. Lord, we thank you for Maison and we just pray that you would lead us in your way and in your truth. Lord, reveal your heart to us. We pray this in your name. Amen. A few reminders before you go. 
This program is made possible by the financial support and donations from people just like you. Maison Mission is a non-denominational church. If you'd like to support the mission with a one-time gift or on a reoccurring basis, we have a giving link in the broadcast details. Thank you in advance for your support of the Maison Mission. Join us next week as we continue our series, Words of God. Have a fantastic week.